Right, guys, welcome back. I appreciate the comments, the likes. I appreciate everything. I appreciate the subscribers. And today, we have a guest, actually another guest that's involved in sports journalism. This one, this guy is a freelance sports journalist and wrote some articles for some of Scotland's biggest newspapers. Plus, he has a BA honours in sports journalism, which is way more highly qualified than me, and it's <laughs> incredible. And he's currently, a as I said, a freelance sports journalist for the Daily Record, Sunday Mail, and he's also given us his time on this Thursday afternoon at two o'clock. How are you doing, mate? It's Jack Curry. Oh, I'm very, very well, Okay, well, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. No, it's, it's all right, man. I appreciate your time and everything like that. Now, I think, like, something um, I'm curious about in that is a BA in honours in sports journalism. That's that's incredible. And a, probably a silly question, right? But it might not be. What, how hard was it to do that? You know, it was, it was hard, don't get me wrong. I think at one stage... I kind of underestimated like the kind of challenge behind it, mm. uh, especially fourth year, your last year, where it becomes like your dissertation year, like your honours year. So mm. I think, um, yeah, no, it was definitely kind of amped up a wee bit in terms of like how, but I loved it all. Uh, I wouldn't say it was ever, it wasn't really hard, I would say, but it was like a good challenge um, because it's something that I just love doing. Uh, like I love kind of learning more about sort of journalism, particularly being able to do sports journalism. Mm. Uh, at UWS was just like a was just a dream sort of thing um, and then at that point especially when I was kind of in fourth year that was when I was beginning to sort of start my freelance work mm. uh, and really kind of amp that up so it was really interesting sort of mixing uni uh, kind of with sort of beginning to do a lot more freelance work and stuff so uh, it was a great challenge and one that I was sort of so wasn't to complete and kind of get done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, it's so much higher qualified than me. It's, it's crazy. I, I obviously good. Well done on you. But let's like go just a little bit before that. Have you always kind of been like, not necessarily interested in sports itself, but have you always kind of been interested in like, because obviously journalists is pretty much just like finding out stuff and getting really into like the nitty gritty stuff. Have you always been like that ever since you were a little guy, or is, have you kind of like grown, grown to like adapt and maybe like changing your ways and adapting to things like that? So, like, if, like, as a wee guy growing up, the one thing and the main thing I was always interested in was football. Mm. It was just everything to do with football. Uh, like, whether it was, like, playing about football, talking about football, uh, whatever it was, that's just me. And it's always sort of been me. And that way, kind of, was especially kind of getting more into, like, secondary school and stuff. And you begin to sort of start to think about what kind of path and what kind of career you want to do. As time went on more and more, I was just like, right, I want to do football. I need to be involved in writing about sport and football in some way. And that's where I've sort of been very lucky because my, I've got a sort of few aunties and like family members who do journalism. All right. And I've always kind of seen and kind of heard about their work. And it was basically like at that point where I was kind of in school and I kind of got to maybe like 14, 15. And I was like, I want to be a sports journalist. Like that's what I, that's exactly sort of what I want to do. And then basically like ended up leaving school and I managed to get into study media and communications at City of Glasgow College and that was great because it taught me journalism but it also just gave me that kind of broad aspect of learning about the media mm -hmm. um, and it was a kind of really great kind of thing to have at that age because it basically taught me the basics and the fundamentals that still hold me a good stead today and I kind of think that was really important for myself to be able to go in study at college for a couple of years and then focus on the kind of media and communications course but I specified in journalism uh, and I was basically just kind of given the sort of free reins to go and write what I want and interview who I want and that was really really great for me at that age. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we spoke before the um, the podcast started, and obviously, I have to you know admire yourself again for you know not only did you do you know uni and college and stuff like that, but you also did work experience, and you also were doing stuff outside of that. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, no, definitely. So, well, one thing I'll actually say, so when I finished college, uh, I was 19 when I finished college and mm-hmm. I applied for uni, as you do. So I ended up, I be in my HND, which I was oh. really pleased with. I was like really, really happy with that. And mm-hmm. I applied for uh, five different courses at uni and I got five rejections. And to, to this day, I, I still actually can't tell you why. Um, at that point, when I left college, I just got flat out rejected so I ended up I was just working part-time as that at that point and uh, I ended up I kind of stuck there for a bit because obviously I didn't get into uni or anything so I was just working Mm. uh, away at Asda and they offered me a management position so I ended up I was in management at Asda at 20 and sort of 21 and like don't get me wrong that was that was okay and it was a good career and then it just got to like six months later and I was just like this just is not like what I want to do at all. Like I, like my passion is journalism, my passion is sport, my passion's writing. So at that point I thought, well, if I haven't kind of like got into uni for whatever reason with my HND and B, uh, then I'm gonna go out and get work experience. And basically at that point I got in touch with the evening times, so the Glasgow Times now, but it was the evening times then, and basically said, oh I've done college before, but I want to come in and do a week's work experience. And uh, Basically, that was over like a sort of summer sort of period. And they said, yeah, great, like, come on in sort of thing. And I went in, done a week's work experience. And at the end of that week, I had a front page article. And uh, it was just unbelievable. Like, I couldn't really, I I wasn't planning for anything like that to happen. It just was kind of almost by chance. Like, they gave me a desk, Mullen's sort of desk for the week. And they basically said, you know, if you've got stories or ideas, you know, floating to us and, Ended up, I was on the desk and chatting to this guy over the phone and blah, blah, blah. And eventually I proposed the idea to the editor and she got a tap on my shoulder about 10 minutes later and I sort of turned around and she went, oh, you know, it's going to be a front page splash. And I was just like, wow, like that's like not what I was expecting at all. Uh, and that was like, a, that was like a sort of news article at that stage. Mm. Um, but, but that was like my first experience. And, and see, even now, kind of just talking about it. It brings back that initial like smile and buzz you get of like seeing your work kind of published and yeah that was really the sort of fuel my fire at that stage and, mm. and that was the stage where I was like yeah like so I kind of continued to do work experiences kind of much and as often as I could and then like reapplied to uni and I got in just straight away for the first time got into my do my sports journalism course and uh, yeah kind of never looked back from then and that was sort of at that point where I started to begin to want to obviously do work experience in sports as well as like news. Um, so I'd done a, like a sort of more work experience at that point with the Evening Times and it was the Herald. Uh, and I kind of done sort of sports sort of work experience and that was great. And then after that, that's when I went in and done my first week's work experience at the Daily Record. And for me, that's kind of when everything sort of just took off uh, because I sort of built up just like a great working relationship with all the kind of guys in the sort of sports desk. Mm. Um, and for that point, I just haven't really looked back in terms of trying to purely focus on going, well, that's exactly where I love working. That's exactly what I love writing about. I'm just going to set out my ambition to do that. And kind of from that point, I've sort of stuck to my guns and, you know, like try to learn as much as I can, you know, focus on writing the material that's suitable and 
yeah, it's been a sort of great experience and you still get that same buzz every single time you see an article go up and it's your name next to it. it you just can't describe the feeling. Have you got um, your front page article, have you got it uh, like up on your wall or anything like that? You know, I, I don't actually have it up on my wall, but I've kept, I see every single article that I've had published in print, so like in newspapers and stuff, I've still got every single one kept. Wow. Um, and that's something I'm going to just keep for my whole life because it's it's, it's about that big stack <laughs> right now. And it's just, I, I just keep adding to it. And like, I should really, like my mum and that, keep saying, oh, you should get it all like, laminated and you should get it really nice. And I, don't get me wrong, I will do that at some point. Uh, so I want to get around to it, but it's such a great feeling just kind of still having them. And, you know, I'd love to like down the line, just you can look back in your memories and go, yeah, I kind of did that. And it's still mm. kind of here right in front of me. Well, um, what, because uh, obviously work experience isn't paid. And I think like, like a, a lot of people I've spoken to and uh, they've all said the same thing. They're like this work experience that everybody, this is exactly what I've been told by people. This work experience you hear people about, <clears throat> why do you think it's free? And I'm always like, I, I was, I first, first of all, I used to be like, I'm not quite sure and all that sort of stuff. But then I thought about it and I was like, because if it's showing you're keen to work and you don't necessarily worry about the money type stuff. So how, impo- how important would you say the work experience was in your eyes when it was completely free? Oh, I mean, it's absolutely fundamental. Like I, I, I done, I done years of work experience before I ever get paid for an article. Mm. Like I done, I done years of work experience before I get paid for an article, and it's because I just that's what I wanted to do. Like I was out, uh, you know, writing uh, like articles on junior football. Uh, you know, I was going into the offices doing weeks work experience, and you know, going along. And one of the best experiences I had was one of my like in the work experience was. They said to me, like, on a Thursday, you're going out here. And it was interviewing. There was, like, two Celtic legends and, like, two Rangers legends there. Mm. And it was, like, right, so I'm being taken out there. And that was, like, a really good experience to, like, interview them, talk to them. Then it was, like, the next day they turned around and said, today you're going with him and you're going to Murray Park to interview Stephen Gerrard. And I'm just, like, oh. Damn. <laughs> wow. Like, you're sending me as, like, the work experience guy to go and interview Stephen Gerrard? And I was like, right, great. Like, this is, well, this is what I'm here for. So straight away, I was like, right, absolutely buzzing. Like, you're, you're getting to go in and interview, like, one of the biggest named managers in the country. And uh, we went in and I was sitting right at the, I was sitting, I remember, I was sitting right at the end of the row. There was maybe about six or seven sort of sports journalists from all the different sort of newspapers there. And uh, I, I kind of thought, well, what I'm going to do first is observe. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be, obviously, the first person to jump in and ask a question. I'm going to sit and observe and I'm going to see exactly how this works. But don't get me wrong, I was sitting there absolutely so eager, uh, like, you know, dying to like, ask my questions. And it got to the, got to kind of near the end and I kind of like put my, put my hand up. And, you know, that way you kind of get a wee bit nervous straight away because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, everybody kind of turned down, looked at you and you kind of realise like, you know, this guy's like won the Champions League. And like, you know, like I'm about to ask him a question and he's played Premier League and everything. And then you ask, my, you ask a question and, he sort of gives his response and it was great. And then I remember we were walking out the room and he was actually, to fair play to him, he was holding the door open for every single sports journalist to walk out, which I thought, like, fair enough. Like, he's a showing, like, really, really nice guy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And we sort of all walked out the room. The next thing I know is I felt a hand coming over my shoulder and it was him. And he went, oh, I just want to say, that was like a first-class question you asked, blah, blah, blah. And I want wow. you to come back, see me at the end of the season and ask me something again sort of thing. And at that point, I was like, 
And it was like when we when we got out and it was the, the other sports journalist I was with, and he just kind of looked at me and he was like, can't even believe Gerard's taking such a liking to you. And I was just kind of like, I had to laugh off at that stage, but you were just like, well, I suppose that's kind of what happened. And yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a really, really surreal experience. Um, kind of just going and that all sort of happening really. Yeah, I generally was just, my general next question was going to be like, you know, I'm curious to keep, see what keeps you motivated to go in every day. But I mean, something like that, that would, that would keep you motivated for like life in general, especially when somebody, I mean, Stephen Gerrard is one of the most like highly class, should be a Hall of Fame player, considering what he's done, where he's been and all the teams he's played for. So like the fact how he actually did that and said that to you, that's, that's, I'm guess my question is still what keeps you motivated, but I probably going to know you're going to say that. Well, 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 funnily enough, see what really keeps me motivated is my pure determination to succeed in life. And like I've, I, I'm so like tunnel vision focused on being a sports journalist and being the best sports journalist I can be. And like the one thing I kind of almost take a bit of pride in is, like I'll send my all my articles to like my couple of my pals and be like, oh, what do you think? Give this a read because I know they love football and they'll be reading all the articles and stuff anyway. And the one thing I I, I love is my mate will turn around and say I love your articles because they're actually just different to everything else like the way you write it it's not just the kind of same and I always try and do something unique and different and I'd say that's like the one thing that drives me pushing me forward is I want to try and be the best and I want to try and get to where I want to be um, and just keep doing what I do every day and you know keep doing everything with a smile on my face because you're only here once in life so why not do that and you know a big thing for me as well was when uh, I was at college, uh, after two months after I turned 18, I actually got uh, diagnosed with pancreatitis. Um, sorry, yeah. so, so I've actually spent like quite between, say, 18 to 22, I actually spent quite a lot of time in hospital. Uh, so at times I'd been for like three weeks at a time, uh, just because that's kind of the condition and stuff. And at that point, I always thought, well, I don't want to be kind of labelled or pancreatitis or whatever like that like I still want to be successful and I still want to go out and do what I do and like that fuel to succeed and that fuel to be determined and to think well you can everybody had has adversity in life you know like I may have gotten something that made me ill for a while but something bad else had happened to every other person in this world so you know I was never like just there to think oh poor me I was always just well I'll dust myself down get back on with it and that's really fueled me in terms of like going I want to succeed I want to do well like I want to achieve and have ambition and I think that's really key in life to succeed and more importantly doing what I want to do is the key like you couldn't do sports journalism or writing about football if you were an absolute fanatic because there's so many people out there that want to do it and Mm -hmm. unless you are so knowledgeable so determined you've just not got a chance and um, that's the, the, the one thing I'd say that if you're trying to get into something where there's so many people that want to do it, you need to go out and prove that, yeah, I'm keen, I'm here. And sometimes the people with the sort of higher authorities have said to me, you know, calm down, chill out, it's all right, you're going to get there and blah, blah, blah. But I could message all the time and say, you know, you want this or any shifts or this or that. And it's that way where just, I'm just always hungry to work and hungry to succeed and doing what I want to do, sort of thing. Well... I did have a question, but I've got another question I want to ask now is that you always hear like people saying that it's like, especially there's a guy, um, it's called producer Michael, he produces like films and music and all this sort of stuff. He's good friends with Simon Cowell and all. I never knew who this guy was until YouTube. 
and uh, he, he became pretty famous off of it to be fair he was already famous but he, he blew up anyway he actually because somebody asked him in one of the the q a's he said he was like they were like what's the because he's a he produces music and everything like that like i said and they said what's like the biggest thing to get into the industry and he said personally is constantly try and get your, your head in the door and constantly get your name known don't just like email once because he said i've got people that have had like amazing qualities over in the states now but in california but he said i've had people having this amazing qualifications but then again i've never heard of their name before like i've no idea who they are i don't know where they're from i've done nothing but then again yourself that's exactly what it comes back to as he said about work experience is so crucial not just necessarily to show you want to do it but to get your name because if nobody knows who you are they're not yeah. you, they're not going to like be like oh they're going to ask around and if they're like oh do you know who you know this guy is or this guy is and they're like i've no idea who that guy is but it turns out he's yeah. amazing at what he does you can actually end up flunking yourself without actually you know doing it but i think like again sorry to hear about your pancreatitis and that and that's obviously as is, is really motivating but how, how do you how do you deal with how do you deal with like you know negativity in itself then because i think we all especially like just now in that so how, how do you because negativity could be like for example for example sake obviously you do what you you know you love to do in that and you don't necessarily do i know you have a part-time job but you don't necessarily do the constant nine to five so do, do you get would you say you've had people maybe like look at you a little bit negatively because of that or would you say everybody's just been like so supportive oh no I, I honestly absolutely that's the one thing i'm so lucky for is like everybody in my family and like my friends base and my girlfriend and everything are so supportive in terms of like what i do and like recognizing that i do it because i love it and because i think i'm quite good at it as well not to and I'm, that's the one thing i hate almost in a sense, and I think it's a purely Scottish, I, I said that it's so, such a Scottish thing about not really liking to big yourself up and all of that, mm. um, which is a sort of thing, but I, I, I wouldn't feel as though, like, I, sometimes I know I can, like, write an article and send it in and be really, really happy with it, and sometimes you can see it go up and you read it and you go, God, like, they've not really changed anything there, like, it, that's amazing, like, they've literally put it up as I've said them it, and then sometimes, you know, you'll see, oh, we, this wee bit's changed and you know, that's what I could have done better. And it's all about kind of taking it on to the next time. But I couldn't do what I've done and I wouldn't be here uh, if it wasn't for being allowed to do the work experience. Um, you know, and like continue, as you said, like I do my part-time job, like sort of three days a week. But even when I'm working, like there's times where if I'm working in the shop's quiet, I can sit and do an article in an hour or two. And that's like the best feeling is just being able to focus as much as my time and trying to do what I want to do. And, can ultimately, you know, keep doing that because, you know, you're, it's like sort of said, like, look here once in life and it's really, really important to, like, push yourself and, like, drive yourself forward and, most importantly, have ambition because if you're not going to have ambition for yourself and if you're not going to have self-belief, then if you're applying for a job, then it's going to come across like that and the person who is interviewing you, the person who's reading your CV isn't going to have belief in you if you don't have belief in yourself. And there's a fine line of self-belief and arrogance and like I feel as though it's important to have self-belief and back that up with this is what I've done to have that self-belief mm. and you know it's a key in life because if you don't carry yourself with positivity and you know, can I always think carry yourself with a smile because I could say for example think well you know you could walk down the street and pass by somebody and you know two months later that could be the person that interviews you and you know and you don't know mm, yeah. who it could be for a job and you always need to try and be positive with everything in life and things will work out for you yeah you know it's it's you know 
I, you know, the, all the sports people that have in sports, they all say the same thing. Like I've spoken to, you know, someone at Top Sport, spoken to someone at Hamilton Football Club, and they all say the same thing, that it's literally, you have to keep that positive face around you. Like you have to be like confident in yourself and what you do. But I think like something everybody, everybody knows they have, but they hate to admit, and I always like asking this question because it throws everybody off guard. And I say that quote every time. But uh, what, what would you say is your biggest flaw? Oh, that's very interesting. Uh, my biggest flaw would I don't know because because I'd say that like I I know in myself you could probably categorize it in a few different ways. Mm. Um I would maybe say technically um as like a journalist or as like a media person, I know that I can improve in stuff like video editing and like a sound production stuff like that a wee bit kind of what we were sort of talking about yourself with what you do and stuff yeah. that is like the area as to where i can improve myself as like a sports journalist in terms of like expanding out in terms of doing more video content yeah. um because i know myself that i've focused so much on my writing ability um my ability to do like bits of social media uh, my ability to you know connect my ability to interview my ability to and this is the one key skill I would say that is important for a journalist, and especially nowadays, that often gets missed. And I kind of picked up on that when you were talking about the talk sport guy and he was saying about emails. Mm-hmm. The one key skill you must have as a sports, any type of journalist, is to pick up the phone and to actually call people. Because the amount of times where I will, I won't email, I'll just phone call places because you can ask a question if somebody answers the phone you can answer your question straight away to them and that's that they, they can't unless they hang up the phone which they won't then they kind of have to give you an answer or say no mm-hmm. whereas if you email 99 percent of the time your email will just be ignored so if like people want an interview if people want to get work experience if people want to get somewhere the biggest bit of advice i would give is pick up the phone and actually make a phone call to people because it will show so much more that you're keen, you're interested, and more importantly, confident. Um, and that's like the one thing I've always tried to do is be like phone calls are so key and crucial because it would surprise you how many people in the industry don't do it. Yeah, no, that's that's funny you should say that. I've always said to people that if you want a job, not not in media, just in you know general life people, I've always well normal as I call them normal life because being not not having the normal nine to five is classed as being you know not normal. As you probably know. I always say to people, your best if you want a job at where's close to me for example the co-op if you want a job at the co-op don't necessarily wait until they post an ad phone them and speak to them have a conversation because it's going to show a lot better if you've just thought you could you could email them i guess but i mean they're just they, they might anywhere not the co-op in general but anywhere in general might just ignore your email but again like you're saying you have to actually speak to somebody because someone has someone has to be at the end of that phone not everybody's going to be at the end of the email yeah. i think like something i'm in, interested with uh, speaking to people in media like yourself and things like that i'm always interested in who did who did you look up to as a kid like a non-celebrity and a celebrity because it's always interesting like the answers are believe it or not the answers are actually roughly the same with a lot of like the sports journalist guys they're not necessarily footballers it's necessarily the same type of people so who would you say is for yourself is like one normal person and one not so one non-celebrity and one celebrity this is actually a really strange question because I've had kind of people ask me this, especially in stuff like job interviews and stuff before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and if I'm, like, see if I'm honestly giving what my true and honest answer is nobody. Like, I wasn't ever really somebody that ever looked up 
and thought, oh, like I'm, I can't really, like I think the one thing I always looked at was my parents, if I'm being totally honest, um, and seeing this kind of success that they've had. And, and, and just basically that pure determination to like, I see how hard they work. Like I see like how much they want to succeed and like how much they want to provide for like me and my sisters and everything. And like that was always for me, like my main one, um, rather than I couldn't see any celebrity or I, I genuinely couldn't. I, I was, I've never really been that type of person to, to look up to celebrities or anything like that. Like I'm not, like huge on like Instagram or like anything like that. Like I just like post up like pictures if I've went out hill walks or stuff, you know what I mean? Mm. Sort of thing. But I'm not really somebody who'd sit and go, oh, I really want to be like that and I really want to have what they've got or I know myself what I want in life. I'm mm. I'm very much focused on what's going to make me happy and, and just sticking to that. Um so yeah, like if I'm being totally honest, I would say that. Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge and massive perfect thistle fan. Yeah. And I am an absolute fanatic where pre-COVID times I would we'll go in every week and sing all the songs and I'd have all my favourite Thistle players throughout the years. Mm. Um, but I would never say, like, I was, like, trying to aspire to, like, be kind of like them or anything like that. It's, it's mm. a kind of different type of, oh, they're, like, my sort of heroes, so to speak, in a term of footballing terms. But it was never, like, oh, I really, really, like, want to aspire to be like them or whatever. So, but, yeah. Yeah, it's quite it's quite admirable to be honest with you. Um, what you know, it, it it's 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 always, another one is like a a a subject that I'm I'm interested in, but I know that the people that have listened to the previous podcast they're they're extremely interested in, and it's when they want, for example, somebody wants to get into media and they've necessarily like they've not posted anything wrong on social media, but maybe posted about them going out a lot or like where they're absolutely wrecked or things like that or they're posting stuff on social media like can't wait to go out this weekend and do all this sort of stuff do you think when you're trying to get into media you know whether it be the same as yourself because media is like such a wide you know radio tv anything you can think of could it even be behind the scenes do you think you do need to kind of like what to, to an extent watch what you put post on social media or do you not think it's, it matters as much what's your opinion on that no, I, I definitely think you do. Um, definitely, definitely to a certain extent. Um, I think the one thing that was that was always kind of said to me was if you're gonna like put um, any like media brand, say like on your Twitter, for yeah. example, you say I work for such and such um, media outlet, then like you need to be very careful because like obviously, and especially you can put things like you know views are not mine, views are mine and not of my. Twitter people I work for sort of thing but like I would always say like there's, there's a very obvious kind of line if you're trying to pr promote yourself as a professional you know as a professional and you're trying to promote yourself as a serious journalist or a serious person in the media then it would look really daft if one post is oh I've got a, an exclusive article here and blah 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 and then the next post is um out getting steaming and there's 20 pints and the continuity is just not there, mm. um, and I and I and I think that in that regard, for me, I would always think of it that way. Um, and I'm sure, like I've never obviously been in the position where I'm having to like employ somebody in the industry or anything. But I'd imagine if people were employing somebody in the industry, and it was the difference between candidate A, who candidate A and candidate B have got the exact same experience, but candidate A posts pictures on their social media every other night that they're out steaming, and candidate B doesn't. He? then you can kind of see who would get it, mm. if, it was, if it was purely based on that. Mm. Um, 
But as I said, I don't really know how much of an impact it would have. Um, but I would always think to myself, you just kind of need to be sensible when it kind of comes to these things. And if you're trying to promote yourself as a professional, then be professional. Yeah, you kind of need to remember as well is that when you're, you know, people in general, not just yourself, but just when you're when you're writing stuff, especially when you work for companies like you do and work along with companies you do, it's you, you kind of do need to remember you're representing these companies because your name's still there. Even if your Twitter name's completely different and all that sort of stuff, it doesn't matter because it's still you. It's, they'll know who you are. And as soon as they make that connection, that could lose you, you know, effectively, it could lose you like thousands of pounds a year easily if you're just not doing what you should be doing and not saying what you should be saying. But, you know, you've obviously worked for like, it's quite impressive, to be honest with you, you know, for your agent, it's because you're obviously you're only year older than me and uh, who you've worked with and who you've worked for and stuff like that. But where, where do you see yourself in like, another interview question, where do you see yourself in like, Five, maybe five, five years is quite, it's not that long. How about 10 years, where would you say you see yourself? Or where would you say you want to be? Uh, like, if I'm being totally honest, I would just say I would I would love to be in like a senior football writing position um, or kind of like sub-editor position or something like that where I've, say, over the next five to 10 years, continued and just built on my path of doing sports writing, sports journalism, you know, and getting as much experience as I can. And then kind of adding to that, um, and in the next ten years, like I'm somebody I had this in an interview not too long ago, where they said, you know, like, what's your ambition? Like, where do you see yourself again? Kind of like sort of what you said. And the honest answer I could give was, when I go into something, I just want to get to the top. Like it was, it was the exact same like when I was saying to you, like I kind of had, like, so I didn't get any uh, uni from college, and I was working at Asda, and they said, oh, do you want to go for like manager because even when I was doing that, the only way my brain could think was, I want to be the store manager. Even though I didn't want to do that, my brain just thinks top, top, like what it gets to the top. So my long-term plan is just to get as high and as successful as I can. And I would I would say my overall ultimate dream, my aim would be like, I'd love to sit and present sports, you know, talking, you know, like, you know, like the podcast for Match of the Day or whatever. That would be my like, honest, like absolute dream. But see if I could continue doing the sports writing with the daily record and Sunday Mail and everything that I do, I would honestly be over the moon and be so happy because I, I love doing like my dream in terms of writing these articles and going in and doing the shifts when I can and I just love it and I would be lying if I said like if I was doing like full-time sports journalism in 10 years time I, I, I would be absolutely buzzing I would, I would still love it. Mm. Yeah what's what's one thing that like drives you to want to go to the top though like what's 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 the reason for that rather than because i know like obviously you are extremely as we, we spoke about before and you do extremely like what you do but what makes you want to drive to the top is there like a specific reason or is, there, is it because of you know obviously you as yourself you probably met the guys at the top so you kind of want to be like in a sense want to be like them or is it just what's what's the reason you want to reach the top is there a specific reason or is it just that's how you work i, I, I don't really know because I've tried to think about it before. Like I see myself as like a very like a like open kind of thinker, and I can kind of sit back and think a lot about myself and kind of reflect quite a lot. And that's a kind of key skill. Sometimes I feel as though I do have, mm-hmm. I can reflect quite well on myself. But that's something where I've never really actually been able to put like a pinpoint reason down to it. It's like if I go into something, I 
maybe I, I don't know, I just want to get to the top. Like, I, if I don't see myself as being in the number one top position, then I don't see myself progressing and I don't see myself, I just see myself being stagnant. And like, that's like the last thing I ever want to do is feel as though I'm not actually progressing in life. Um, but it's weird I, I, because like, I couldn't like turn around and say like, uh, it's anything like anybody else in like my family in terms of pure wanting to just be like total manager, total in control because work-wise. But I don't know, it's just something where that's just me. Mm. It's kind of part of my personality and I just drive and try and keep going forward. And I never want to feel as though I'm going backwards as well. Like I feel as though the only way forward is by, you know, keep taking these steps. And sometimes it could, it could maybe come across in the wrong way. I don't really know. Um, but I just always want to just try and succeed and, and really just be the best version of myself that I can be. Mm. Um, I feel as though at, at that point, if I wasn't trying to really push myself every day and really try and be like the best version of myself I can, then I just wouldn't really be like, you know, own myself, you know, being myself sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of need to always do what's right for me at the end of the day, I think. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more, to be honest with you. But some, I got asked this question and I, I didn't know how to respond at first. And I said, it's the only time I've ever become like genuinely speechless was two occasions. One recently for something and the second one was when someone asked me this. They're like, okay, Kyle, you want to be at the top. It's like, what happens when you get there and it's not what you think it is? So that's my question to you. What happens if you get to the top and it's not what you think it is? It's completely different. What, what 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 then? That's a very interesting question. Mm. Something something I haven't actually really thought about. Um, well, I kind of think, and the one thing I've learned, particularly through, say, like being in hospital a few times, and you know, for not getting into uni first time, and you know, everything is. I've always thought, well, I've not had things just kind of handed to me in life. Like I've had to come over adversity, and you know like if I've if I really want this I really really need to push myself to go out and get it mm. and I'd probably see that if you got to the top and it wasn't how you thought it would then I'd just continue on to try and overcome adversity and try to you know make things how they were but I think with myself in particular like I've seen the work that the guys at the top are doing mm. and like obviously there's extra pressures and there's extra everything involved in but I just love the industry and I love the feeling and I love football and sports and writing and yeah like I'm, and I love talking to people as well and I, and I see myself as like a people person and like I've had that wee bit of management experience where I was kind of in charge of like a group of 10 people and at such a young age that was a great learning experience for me because everybody who so I, when I was the manager and I had like 10 team members they were all older than me like there wasn't there wasn't one of my team members that were younger than me like I was the youngest and I was the manager but that just was like such a great learning curve for me because it sort of showed me like I was going to make mistakes, but I was going to learn and I've taken all those skills. It might even be like a management position in ASDA, but I carry them forward every day in journalism and what I do because you pick up key skills everywhere. And like one of the one of the kind of biggest compliments I always take was like one of my pals and he was like, like you're just so switched on. Like you pay attention to everything and I always think, in every aspect of life, whether you're just sitting having a chat with your pals or you're working, you can always learn something. Mm-hmm. And there's always something that can be taken out of it. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of what I've always tried to do, really. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's admirable how you like, you kind of, you know, obviously you, you had 
were pretty a good job to fit the store manager job at Asda and then you've had other jobs but then you still like you still are like nah, I'm not I'm not necessarily happy with that because I'd rather follow my dream and obviously be a proper full-time in a position in a sports journalism where you're like this is where I want to go but there has as I always like finding out there has to that drive had to have come from somewhere like I, I understand you've been in hospital and all this sort of stuff which again feel so sorry for you for to be honest but uh, you know are you is do you and do you inherit that from like maybe like your parents or you said you have sisters is it your sisters or is it just general again from what you said because you're trying to overcome what you be and you know you know you're 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 effectively as a great analogy as like a, a horse on a runway with the blinders you can just you, you're very 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 driven so yeah. one you, thing i was going to say there just just because you were saying that point was always remember like being like kind of like right at the start of like college and I was saying, like, I just want to be writing about football. Like, I, I, I'm not interested. And that point, they said, well, you, you're not going to get anywhere by just knowing how to do, like, one thing. And, like, I remember, like, and that was kind of the thing where that's where I was so lucky to get into doing a sports journalism course at uni because mm-hmm. I could just do that. And for me, rather than being tunnel visioned on one thing purely, as it came across by some people as a bad thing, for me, it's been a total good thing. Because that kind of tunnel vision, that pure focus on one thing um, has helped me like so much. Because if I was trying to say, oh, I want to do a bit of sports journalism here, and I think, oh, I want to do a bit of writing about politics, whatever it was, or travel, or this or that, then you're starting to become, unless you're doing very great at both things, then you're sort of starting not to be known for the one thing. And... Whereas for me, I've just purely wanted to be known for a sports journalist, and that's what I do. And, you know, like, that's what I kind of am good at, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, as I sort of said as well, like, I always looked at seeing, like, how hard, like, my mum and dad had worked to, like, say, like, have, like, what I, like, I love, I absolutely love, like, the house that, like, so I, like, I still stay with them and sort of saving up just now for, like, my own, my own place to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, COVID times kind of slightly halted that. Yeah. Um, and I, but I've got like obviously all my savings built up and basically ready to kind of hopefully move in somewhere soon but like I've always admired like them succeeding in having like a next house and bringing us up and it's been great and uh, that's always been the level where I've never wanted to think oh I haven't done as well as like my mum or dad like and that not in terms of like a bad thing of feeling pressure because it's never been any 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 type of like pressure for them as well you need to go out and get a job or you need to go out and do uni like they would always very much like go out do your own thing be happy at the end of the day first and foremost but for me it's always like you know like oh I just want to go out and kind of emulate what they've done and yeah like that's kind of the biggest motivation for me is just to succeed really in Mm -hmm. life yeah because it's it's always interesting finding out what actually motivates somebody because again you know the casual things if you're speaking to like your mates down the pub or you're speaking to anybody to be fair you know especially when I talk to a couple of people in the gym it generally is it depends what the paycheck is like it's not as if it's like money this money it's not as if it's like oh I love what you know I love what you I do or I'm passionate about it it's not it's like well if they want to pay me more I work more but necessarily that's not sometimes like I know I genuinely do know people that live but working, I better not say where they work, but they work in places and they don't, they get paid like minimum wage, but I know people that own businesses and they're not happy because they're just not doing what they want to do. So again, it does come down to yourself. I like what you're saying. You're very like motivated and driven and passionate about what you do as in sports journalism, but. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the one thing that always stuck with me. And this is the one thing, again, I'd say to any aspiring sports journalist 
Because mm-hmm. if you're coming into the sports journalism industry or probably journalism as a whole, and you're wanting a big salary, you're not going to get it. It doesn't. It's not an industry that pays very well unless you're right, 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 right at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you purely need to do it for the enjoyment. And like you need to do the years of work, free work experience before you can expect to get paid. Because if you don't have, as we kind of touched upon before, if you don't have the experience to show this is me, this is the level of work I can produce, and you know I'm showing that I'm keen, then you're never going to get in that position. Like I had a an interview a couple of weeks ago, and that they said like you know you was like one of five to be interviewed, and they said I get picked, the five get picked out of something like seven or eight hundred. So yeah. to think like how many people are applying for these types of jobs and they're interviewing five and one's getting it. You, you, like you need to do something different. Like you can't just have a degree that's nowhere near good enough. Like and like you need to have like I find myself where I've you know built up my experience uh, four or five years uh, kind of doing freelance stuff and mm-hmm. offering work experience and to the point now where like I do get paid for all my articles and that's great and I get paid for all my shifts and that's amazing and I'm very fortunate to be in that position. Um, but it's, you know, it took me time to get there. Like it wasn't just, and it makes it feel so much better as well. Like that first pay you got from doing the work, you were like, oh, this just feels amazing. And it still does every single time because you think, well, I've earned it. Like I've not just walked out of uni or, I've, you know, I don't just know that, you know, I don't, you know, it's not like, oh, that person's a family member. I know that person's your family. Like, Everything, and that's the one thing where I kind of think I touched upon saying where I've got like a couple of aunties and they're in like industry and stuff like that. But I've I've always been the type of person where if I'm going to do it, it has to come from me. Because if 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 they turned around and said, "Oh, like Jack, I spoke to such and such, he's got your shift and we start on Monday," there would be no satisfaction out of that for me because they've just they've they've given it. So like I've I've never once like been in that type of position like. For everything, it's always came from being if I'm going to get a shift or if I'm going to get an article published or if I'm going to get a class interview, then it has to be all purely for me that's done it because otherwise, basically just it's them that's done it and it's and it's no end really a day with me. Um, so that pure satisfaction of doing the work and you know writing, taking the time yourself to really think about what would be good, then doing the interview or doing the research, then writing about it celebrating it yourself and sending it in it it just doesn't get any better than that because you have created something from a blank word document and mm. you know like there's no better feeling than knowing that it's all just came from yourself um and that's the one thing that really pushes me on is to succeed but it has to all be from me if that makes sense yeah yeah i have to say like you know I've, you know, you, you taking my taking me back a little bit to be honest with you because of what you've been saying. And like, you're quite a motivated person. I genuinely think you should be like, <laughs> you know, we're talking about like, you know, because I, I know we're both, you know, busy as we spoke about. So we'll have to, you know, cut it a little bit short. But I do want to say, like, you said about, you know, you having a podcast and you speaking to people and you things like, I genuinely, like, genuinely think you should do that because, like, again, you've, you're, you're very talkative and you're very, like, 
motivating. So if, if somebody that wants to get into sports journalism necessarily would watch your stuff and then you you never know, they could be like, oh, by the way, Jack, do you remember me? And you're like, I've no, you could be interviewing them at a job, but I've no idea who you are, obviously, because you, you're just a viewer. And then you're like, yeah, I've seen your podcast. And then yeah. now I've seen your podcast. You helped me get into the thing. So I think I think you're right in saying that. You genuinely should do it because I don't see why I don't I don't see why you shouldn't. Because it's not as if like you're really calm or shy or that. <laughs> no, I really appreciate you saying that. Uh, no, I really, really do, man. Um, no, uh, as we kind of sort of spoke about, it's something I have been really interested in um, in terms of trying to do. Like, and, and kind of, as I said, I've done a wee bit of a podcast just about a year ago to start off, and, and that was more of a test to myself to be like, you know, keeping my hand and doing the audio editing and doing the recordings and stuff. But I've always kind of been trying to think of that kind of wee unique idea of like taking something and, and kind of like running with it in terms of like a podcast idea and or what I've sort of even been thinking is like doing like a sort of small YouTube thing or and and what my idea is to and I've kind of been thinking even more recently is maybe start something one or two type one one or two things a week and then see what happens. But yeah maybe watch this space you never know. You never know. A hundred percent. And then uh, you know if you need if you need help with that again let me know because I can tell you oh, yeah. My two best, the two best websites, uh, again, you can, is hand, hands down, as I don't mind telling everybody this, is Anchor will be your best friend, A-N-C-H-O-R, honestly, it distributes your podcast everywhere, and yeah. not like I get paid by them, or if I've even spoken to anybody, but it's just genuinely the truth, like, they genuinely will help you, you know, even though YouTube's the biggest platform, but yeah, I want to say, like, you know, again, thank you, thank you very much for your time, and it means a lot for you to come on along and, you know, have a conversation, they're definitely, definitely motivating. Oh no, honestly, Kyle, thanks genuinely for having me. I've absolutely loved it. And you know, like, hopefully, um, you know what I mean? Like we can catch up again again. You know what I mean? I'd love to come on and chat to you again and stuff like that and work together in the future for sure. And I really, really hope that you keep doing what you're doing because you're an absolute brilliant host. So I've loved being here and your America plan goes to goes really well and stuff. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully, I always, like, as I say, I always, you know, even though all the negativity is everywhere deals with and that, I still always look at the positive because you never know what's going to come out of it. But what I do want to say is that, you know, have you got social media you'd like everybody to check out and like everybody to follow, maybe like Twitter and Instagram, you'd like people to yeah, check well, you out? if anybody wants to follow my Twitter, I post all my articles and stuff on Twitter, um, which is JackCurry19. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can there. Mm-hmm. yeah okay well that's it that's you know again i i am a little bit taken back because i have more you actually are and it's nice to hear <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's good to hear but yeah anyway i want to say thank you for coming on and uh, you have a nice night and a nice day thank you very much for your yeah, time well, thanks very much for having me i'm actually off to an italian restaurant tonight so oh, damn. yeah i hope you do yeah, yeah thank you very much <laughs> thank you very much see you see you later man bye